Would you have done a slap bet with me? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You, you would have let me slap you? For sure. I would have been right. That's why I'm asking. Oh, of course. Asking. <laughs> Obviously. Hey, friends. I'm Caitlin, and this is my beautiful, you can't see her, but she is beautiful, host, mm-hmm. Kate. Hey, girl. Hello again, Caitlin. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm excited to uh, get through the whole episode this time. Yeah, friends, we had some, well, I always have technical difficulties in life in general, but um, my computer shuts off sometimes, and it, that happened when we were trying to record a couple days ago, and Kate and I just said, fuck it, we'll do it another night, not dealing with that shit tonight. But I am super pumped for this week's episode. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Slap that. I know, and I feel like... <laughs> If this isn't one of your favorite episodes, How I Met Your Mother listener, uh, fans and listeners, I I don't get you. And why are you listening to this podcast? Right, I feel man. like we have very different ideas and values when it comes to How Tots. I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. This is like, I mean, this is just peak him-yum in every sense. Yeah. You get like the sort of the deception of what the real story is and then they go back and I mean the reveal is incredible it's it's, it's everything this week we have something a little different we will have an amazing interview with Kate and Katie from Thank Fucking God It's Friday which is an incredible podcast if you're not listening to it they watch 90 shows and they talk about it and it's just great and nostalgic and perfect and lovely this is one of katie's very favorite episodes as well and kate had the chance to talk to her so stick around also we've got was it nine nine legendary moments so this is going to be a long episode friends so yeah grab that sandwich and buckle up for sure (laughs) yeah and speaking of legendary moments dan our buddy on twitter i am so sorry i missed your legendary moment for atlantic city but it's okay because I have it right here and we're going to read it. And you're getting your own personal legendary moment shout out. Top of the show shout out. So, okay. So Dan says, my legendary moment is a little outside the box. You could say it's Robin in the bikini shirt. And that was basically everybody else's last week. But what makes it for me is that my reaction to her in that shirt was an internal two syllable damn. And, <laughs> and Ted has then has the same reaction. Damned if I know why she's hot in that shirt, but Ted and I are definitely weirdly on the same page here, and I love it because it's such a weird reaction. Well, Caitlin, after after spending some time in one of those shirts, did you feel like more of a more of a, a I felt so sexy a sexual siren of sorts? Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, Chris said he loved me too much to let me out in public because he knew that. It was going to cause us distraction. How um, did he, did, was he uh, turned on by the shirt? How could you not be? I mean, did yeah. you see my ass? Yeah, dude. Did you see my ass? My favorite part was actually your head and how big it looked. But otherwise. <laughs> like a giant pumpkin head. That was, was amazing. so great. Oh, God. I wish I could have had crotch fringe, but I felt like Ugh. the Fourth of July theme was better. Oh, you know what? So on fringe for next year. Just keep improving, embellishing the beautiful yeah. shirt boobs. Oh yeah, Perfect. and if and if you guys haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> we posted a picture of Caitlin in her uh, very patriotic shirt boobs mm-hmm. over on Twitter. So you can go check that out at Hey Beautiful Pod. 
last thing before we dive into the one of the best episodes of How I Met Your Mother, I want to thank Becca, one of our listeners, who left us a new review on iTunes. Thank you, Becca. Wait, we have two. <gasps> we have another review? Yeah, we have two. Yay. All right. So I'll start with Becca. One? Yes, they're both good. Oh, yeah. There's someone who left us a three-star one, but he's like super early in the in the show. I kind of want to go back and put like a disclaimer on those episodes and be oh, like, no. stay with us. But hopefully he'll, st- he'll stick around and see that we get a lot better sound-wise because he loved yeah. the content. It's just the effing sound. Anyway, so uh, let's start with Becca. Becca says, first of all, five stars. Thank you, Becca. Thank you, Becca. This podcast is fun, clever, and hysterical. If you're re-watching the show, it's especially neat to listen and hear all the fun facts they find for each episode. It's great how enthusiastic they are about the show, and they're really inclusive with their audience, so it really feels like you're a part of it. How sweet oh, is that? Oh, that is really sweet. Thanks, Becca. Thank you so much. And we do work hard to find uh, little tidbits that you might not know about. So thanks yeah. for appreciating that because we do we do try hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. This next one comes from at MB3RD. I don't know who this is. And they say, have you heard this podcast? This is a great listen for any Himium super fan. The hosts are insightful with solid research to teach you more about each episode. Hey, we're crushing it. Everybody likes that about us. I know. They say, uh, your hard work is appreciated. And may the road ahead be lit with dreams <laughs> and tomorrows, which are lit with dreams also. <laughs> Yes, you get oh, a round of applause for that. Yes, that very nice. was so perfect. Thank you, at MB3RD. We Thank so, you so a- much. appreciate that. That was that gave me a really good laugh. Okay, enough of the horn tooting of ourselves. Let's dive <laughs> in to Slap It! Yay. Yay! All right, friends, so this is Slap Bet. Episode 9 from Season 2, first aired November 20th, 2006. Uh, Our writer is Courtney Kang, lady writer. Lady writer! You might remember her from Season 1 episodes, Return of the Shirt and The Wedding. She'll write about two episodes per season. Something that's really fun about this episode... Uh, Courtney Kang had just come back from her wedding slash honeymoon, mm. and she actually wasn't thrilled about having to write for this script um, because it was the idea of Robin's character development had been kicked around before, and they couldn't figure out a way to fit it in, and she was not thrilled about having to come up with it, but she knocked it out of the fucking park. Oh, hell yeah. Also, there is a piece of Courtney Kang's wedding that makes it into the show. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Ooh. Yeah. That's something exciting. Something to keep you hanging on, listeners. Yeah. And um, our director for this episode was Pamela Fryman. Who else? So this episode opens with Ted and Robin in the kitchen. And Robin is being all cutesy, making something for Ted. And future Ted is narrating about how in relationships you're never done getting to know somebody. And everybody has secrets. And... We get flashbacks to Ted learning about Robin's secrets. Some of them he liked, um, you know, like Robin knowing how to make crepes. Some, in Ted's opinion, weren't that great because apparently 
the amount of people you have sex with makes a difference to the kind of person you are. Yeah, that's a fart, Ted. Yeah. No one cares. Uh, and then some are just weird, like how Robin is creeped out by Doc from Snow White. <laughs> Which, like she says, the guy went to medical school. It's fair. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Very fair point. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a weird fear? When we were little, your brother said to me that if you close your eyes, when a dragonfly is around, they're going to sew your eyes shut. And he told me, like, some kid told him <laughs> it's true. And to this day, like... I know it's never going to happen, but I always hold my eyes extra wide <laughs> so they can't. I remembered I had that weird fear because it was there was the biggest fucking dragonfly I've ever seen in my life. Ugh, ugh. Its head was the size of my thumb. Ew. And it kept hitting my car. Like, oh. trying to do some sewing. Exactly. And I seamstress, a Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin. This is never going to happen. It's not going to sell your eye shut. Like, it's impossible. Like, how? If it was a spider, it might spin its it's web on your eye. Old wives' tale. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I thought if any fucking bitch was going to do it, it would be this motherfucker. (laughs) So I held my eyes really wide and ran all the way into the house. You are a treasure. A national treasure. (laughs) Jesus. So what's yours? You said mine tied into yours. Oh, yeah. It kind of dovetails with mine because mine yeah. is, it's not really a fear. It's like a weird thing. And I, I've outgrown it some, but it is animals that are bigger than I think they should be. Let me explain. The first poodle I ever saw was yours. Little Nigel. R.I.P. R.I.P. Little guy. Love that boy. <laughs> Salt of the earth. And so he was like a miniature poodle, right? Like a little baby guy. Yeah, he was a toy poodle. Toy poodle is the word I was looking for. Thank you. And so when I saw a standard poodle for the first time. Oh, that's jarring. I was like, this is a mutant. This is not of God. For some reason, it, it seemed to me like animals that were bigger than than they should be, in my mind, were like, Evil. I like that you always like have the caveat that well, in your that, mind. I know they're like a normal size for what they are, but to me, like some other examples, I feel like a kangaroo is a gigantic oh, mutant fuck mouse. Fuck kangaroos. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. them. They have fuck like pecs. They're disgusting. They're they disgusting. look like men. Yes, they're disgusting. Oh no. Oh, they look like um. Is it Anubis? Yes. The Egyptian yes. god, like with that, like the yeah, same dude. kind of skin that looks like it's carved out of stone or yeah, some dude. bullshit. Um, Fucking. Creepy. Yeah, animals that look like people in animal costumes, much like a kangaroo. Sheep dogs. What about what about like a mini horse? No, it's not. It doesn't work in the reverse. I'll tell you another one. Capybara. Gross. Oh, those are disgusting. Giant. Those guinea are pig. Disgusting. Giant guinea pig. I just always feel like they're more sentient than the animals that are the normal size. Yeah. And Ooh, they're evil. I can't handle that. And they're evil. And they're that's, evil. That's what I always think. And I blame R.L. Stein. I can see the cover. It was like a, a mutant hamster. Yeah. I just remember the giant I teeth. See. I could see how that is you know? frightening. So that, like, to me, if an animal's too big, they're also evil. Anyway, we're both a lot more fucked up than Robin, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Barney then, like, comes running into the bar with some super exciting news because it is the gala opening of Sharper Image's 500th store. What a momentous occasion. And everyone is on board. They're super pumped. And Barney leads them in a cheer of to the Willowbrook Mall, which is a real mall about 20 plus miles outside the city in Wayne, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as 
they say that, Robin quickly gets uncomfortable and decides that she's out. Um, Lily tries to tempt her with half a Cinnabon, which is laughable at best. I mean, who the fuck's eating half a Cinnabon? It's full Cinnabon or nothing. Everyone tries to convince Robin you know, about coming to the mall until she shouts that she doesn't go to malls. Like she totally flips out and Mm. everyone's freaked by that because she's pretty even keeled, not super emotional. Right. And when they press her for more information, she, you know, says she doesn't want to talk about it. And Ted implores the group to respect her privacy. And then you immediately cut to the next scene. They're in bed and Ted is trying to get her to tell because, you know, he's not like those other people. Right, he's he, her boyfriend. He gets like special boyfriend pl- privilege. Yeah, and <sighs> he hasn't earned it the way he's being annoying about it. That's for sure. Right, and Robin's getting irritated, but he doesn't pick up on those signals. So we're at the bar with everybody but Robin a little bit later, or maybe the next day, and we see Lily in one of two very iconic outfits from this episode. So it's like um. It's a very satiny outfit, and it's like a tuxedo, mm-hmm. ruffly front, yep. and then like a little satin headband, and her hair just looks amazing, so good job. I love Co- her hair. Yeah. The costumers season. this season for Lily are like chef's kiss. Yep. Barney says that Ted should feel grateful that he doesn't know this secret, because the more you learn about somebody, the closer you are to finding out too much. And he tells the group about the fatal O moment or the deal breaker, the thing that's going to make you run for the hills as soon as you find it out. Some of them think that you should postpone the moment. Uh, Barney mainly. Ted disagrees. He thinks the sooner the better because the alternative is finding out something crazy on your wedding day and in 2007 something crazy was a woman saying i used to be a dude dude. not a great joke in 2018 doesn't hold up doesn't hold up we'll just say that lily agrees with ted that real relationships people in real relationships share everything absolutely no secrets first of all we gotta call bullshit on you lily yeah because I mean, maybe you're like born again, and but you were lying to Marshall for a while about about planning to go to San Francisco. So sometimes there are secrets. Barney is convinced that there's no way Marshall really tells Lily everything. And so he runs down this pop quiz of things that he feels were probably too embarrassing for Marshall to tell Lily. And... It is, it's a great exchange between Neil and Allison. Mm-hmm. And my favorite is the first one when he says, Trenton, New Jersey. And she just says, donkey ate his pants. Yup. Yup. <laughs> just like no effing problem, dude. That's yeah. child's play. Of course I know about that. I know. I love it. And of course we see Marshall's love of the cryptozoology resurface. Because Marshall doesn't go to the Pacific Northwest because he is on alert. He is not afraid. He is on alert for Sasquatch. Which are you? Secrets or no secrets in a relationship? I think secrets are okay. Everybody has secrets, but I don't think there's ever room for lies in a relationship. That's such a good distinction. I re- it was in a book I read. No, that's so good. About, like this relationship, they said that we've got rooms for secrets, but not for lies. Yeah, and sometimes and I, a secret yeah. is a lie of omission. Yeah. You got to know what you're keeping to yourself. But yeah, having your own 
like having some things just for you, I think keeps you as your own person, you know? And I don't think it has to be that you're like withholding. There's just stuff you don't always have to tell each other constantly. I mean, I'm sure the same is true for you and Chris. Like we, I mean, Liz and I basically tell each other everything, but if there were some thing that she wanted to keep secret or I wanted to keep secret... Wouldn't be a big deal. Wouldn't be a big deal. So then we get an important setup. It's a cute little moment, but it's an important setup for later. Marshall and Lily don't just tell each other everything. They also want to know everything. And so we find out that they go through their day, like, bit by bit. Even Marshall's, you know, Marshall's dilemma of, do I have orange juice? I've already put the (laughs) toothpaste on my toothbrush. And I just went ahead and brushed them anyway. Yeah, and Lily's, like, so enthralled with this stupid story. And Ted's having a pity party because Robin doesn't tell him anything, which is BS. (laughs) Just based on this one secret, Robin doesn't tell him anything. Barney decides that, fine, Ted, I'll put you out of your misery. I'll tell you what Robin's secret is because he recognized her face. He -hmm. recognized shame in her face. And gee, I wonder why Barney recognizes shame in a woman's face. Could it be the look she has the morning she wakes up next to him? It's possible. It's possible. So we get a pretty classic hymium line here when Barney says that she does porn, wait for it, ography. Or she did porn. To this day, I'm not all that sure why that would make her have such a visceral reaction to malls. All he's thinking about is the shame. I think his connection yeah. is the shame. It's not the I never mall. thought about that. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, like, is it crowds? She lives in New York City. She's mm-hmm. on TV. So can't be that. she can't be afraid of being recognized. So what does going to a mall have to do with porn? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. I think it's a little, a little bit of a, a, a hole. But well, that's okay. Marshall's theory is also kind of like... Oh, his is very loose, but at least people do get married at malls. It's, you know... There's no, I know of, it's a thing. There's lots it's of just... fine dining options. There's an indoor golf course. I love having Lily photos being like... taken. Yeah, you watch Lily just get so annoyed with him for that. And, and I love how Marshall, what did he say? Like, just meet with the guy. Yeah, we'll just meet with the guy. <laughs> he's like, come on. Oh, he's so sweet. Ted says there's no way that's possible because Robin hates marriage. But then it starts to kind of make sense that Mm -hmm. maybe she hates marriage because she's married. And then we finally get the characters in the scene admitting what we already know, which is we don't know a lot about Robin. Right. Basically, she has just sprung from the earth of McLaren's (laughs) floor. You know, like we don't know where she was. Like Aphrodite, right? Yeah, from the head of of the seashell or like, who was it, Hera from coming from Zeus's head? Someone, whatever. Something, I don't know. She's a a speech pathologist, not a Greek mythologist, (laughs) goddammit. They kind of admit that they have no idea where Robin was or what she was doing before she moved to New York, you know, what a couple months before they met her mm-hmm. so her whole life up until her late 20s is a complete mystery to them but the one thing that she has said is that she has this friend in canada who got married too young which i am now wondering if this is somebody that we meet later on in the show hmm, maybe mm. you think it's just a coincidence i would i like to think now that i i this is the first time i ever picked up on it i was like ooh, maybe it's her so 
look forward to something in the future that we will talk about. So then we get this montage of all the times Robin has brought up this friend in Canada who got married too young. And she says it the same way every single time. <laughs> hey, you remember that friend of mine I was telling you about from Canada, the one who got married too young? Like, calm down, Robin. And like, why would you say that to your friend who's getting married? Like, oh, it's a lot. Are you trying to say something to me? Right, like, like are you're right? Like, do you think Lily's getting married too young? Like, what are yeah. you saying? Okay, yay or nay? Giant cookie cake. Oh, yay! Yay all day. So now we get the classic, iconic face-off between Marshall and Barney. They're going back and forth about is it porn? Is she married? Which is it? And how much are you willing to put on the line to say that you're right? And at first. Party proposes $20,000. He knows how much Marshall makes. Mm -hmm. It's like, what was it? Negative $700 a month or $300, something like that. So Marshall just laughs it off. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I can't do that. And so they're like thinking about it. And then Barney proposes to his own peril, the slap bet. And if you don't know how the slap bet works, whoever's right gets to slap the other person. No rings. No rings. I love no Barney rings. goes like that. Yeah. Like he pissed. was so excited. He's like, yeah, man, he's going to get all kinds of gems and turn them around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fun fact. So this episode, if you have um, the DVDs, there was commentary. This is mm-hmm. something Carter used to do with his fe- his friend, John Mead, <gasps> or John Mead. Ooh. They used to do slap bets. And oh my God. they tried to work it in earlier in the season, but it didn't work. And I can't think of it being anywhere else other than this episode. The stakes were just high enough for, for a slap bet to make sense here. I can't think of anything earlier that would have made sense. No. So I'm so glad that they saved it for this. I am actually in a slap bet right now with one of my coworkers. I was in a slap bet with Jeanette, but it expired. I gave her a timeline. <gasps> Tell me why. How, what, what was that slap bet about? Well, it wasn't really like a slap bet. It was more you could slap me as hard as you want within oh, yeah, a year. It's not, it's yeah, not a it's slap, not slap bet. bet. I mean, so never mind. it's like, it's a slap with a ticking clock. Yeah, there we go. Yo, she wasted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm in one with a, with a girl I work with. So we work in a small marketing department that has a larger marketing department over us. And my friend is constantly paranoid that the larger marketing department is going to absorb us and basically fire all of us and take over. But they don't give a shit about us. So I am positive that they will never absorb us and they don't care about us enough to pay attention to make any changes. So I told her if that marketing, if the bigger marketing group absorbs us, you can slap me as hard as you want in the face. I don't even have a chance to slap her. There's never going to be a point where we just know for sure that it's not happening. But I put my beautiful porcelain skin on the line. And that bitch wears a lot of rings. I feel like if we had known about this as children, we probably probably would have had a slap. Linda would have had it with us because we'd be crying (laughs) even more than we always were. (laughs) Just always crying. So Marshall gets really excited and explains what a slap bet is to Lily. Uh, she thinks it's barbaric until she finds out that she gets to be slapback commissioner, <laughs> a.k.a. the best job, the absolute best job. I've also been a slapback commissioner. 
it was more just like a it was more a slap commissioner i got my two drunk guy friends to slap each other in the face as hard as they could barney says on your tombstone it will read lily aldrin caring wife loving friend slap bet commissioner and marshall says and yours will say got so slapped got slapped so hard by marshall that he died (laughs) it was so perfect it was like a one-two punch amazing Mm -hmm. and of course again this is a, such a common theme with Ted. He says one thing out loud and then does the opposite. Mm. He says the good guy thing out loud. What you should do. What you should do. And then has just no impulse control at all. So he says he's going to drop it. But then later that night, he's. Spelling husband with a P in Scrabble. Right. Just trying to bring it up. And he gets like, he has a stupid like face too. He's like. Marshall thinks that you didn't want to go in the mall because you got married at a mall. Yeah, right. Like he's trying to act like it's so ridiculous, oh but clearly God. he's like, he's laying it on so thick. And oh yeah, this is when I hate him so much because he's so annoying. Yeah. Yep. But he, I mean, Josh Radner's doing a great job with it because that's the. Oh, for sure. You know. Hmm. Um. But Robin starts to get upset because Ted promised to respect her privacy, and he's not. And so he. Just starts to pressure her and say, you know, just say, no, I'm not married. And she finally admits that she can't say that because she is, in fact. (sighs) Ted asks, you know, why didn't you get divorced? And she tells him that they didn't get divorced because he moved to Hong Kong. And she thought, eh, good enough. (laughs) I think she was kind of grateful that there was this, like, weird rumor flying around. Yeah. Because no one was, if they were going in that direction, she was happy to just give him that red herring yeah. and let him it's run with it. It's easier. So again, she t- asks him not to say anything about it, but we smash cut to Marshall slapping the dog shit out of Barney at the bar. And this might be one of my favorite lines of the episode. Your hand is monstrous. What did you expect? You've seen my penis. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite favorite lines because he says it too in such like an offhand way yeah man like what do you, what expect? Do you expect see my hand, my penis we've seen it too yeah forgetting sarah marshall that's right ding dong shot two minutes in yeah. so lily chastises ted in a very pearl clutching way for telling robin's secret even though we learn that she was the one who begged him about it 30, 30 seconds, seconds earlier yeah. and then we get to see the slap again in flashback and we get an extra layer, which is Marshall's like evil little laugh yeah. right before he does it. He's just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Fucking slaps he, him. Yeah. He really enjoyed that. I love, I love when the show does like a running gag all the way through the episode. I'm thinking of another episode further down the line called ducky tie where yeah. they have this gag running all the way through like this high stakes bet between characters running alongside like a pretty serious storyline yeah so ted keeps trying to talk about robin being married and all marshall and barney care about is the stakes of this bet and he's wondering like how do i handle this do i ask her to get divorced what what do i do at this point and marshall chimes in that if they've been separated for longer than five years they might just automatically be divorced because Apparently that's a rule in some countries. And so he offers to check into it. He's going to investigate. But Barney, despite his loss and despite Marshall's hand showing clearly <laughs> on his face, still thinks that the answer is porn. And he says he just got 
a shipment of porn from Canada. This is another good line. If I see one more flat-chested Nova Scotian riding a Mountie on the back of a Zamboni, I'll go out of my mind. Poor Barney. He's really taking one for a team watching all that porn. So I guess now the bet is not about why she hates malls. It's just did Robin do porn or not. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like completely unrelated to the mall. He's like, I could still be right even if I was wrong here. Right. The next scene is Marshall coming home to the apartment to relay the news that he searched every database. And Robin was never married. Whoops. Whoops. What does this mean? What does it mean? One, you slapped Barney. Yeesh. Two, why would she say she's married when she's not? And mm. now Ted isn't sure how he can confront her because he promised he wouldn't say anything. Right. He is caught because mm-hmm. he is a problem with the impulse. Yep. So Marshall comes up with this great solution to <laughs> try and lawyer her. So ask yeah. her a bunch of questions in a row, try to trip her up, you know, whatever Ted can do to get Robin to confess. So we cut to Ted hammering away at all of these questions, trying to trip them up. But Robin nails it all. Married in June. Oh, she is so great here. Like everything. Um, so this is a fun fact about Courtney King's wedding. The menu that Robin <gasps> says is the one from her actual wedding. That's my favorite part of this little yeah. scene. Featuring filet mignon and a roasted potato crusted salmon with a lobster scallion beurre blanc. Yeah, and so Craig asked how it tasted. She was like, it was delicious. So was all the other stuff about the wedding hers as well or just the No, menu? they didn't say that. They just okay. said that the menu was her actual menu. That's um, so another line I love is that they had a seven piece band for the ceremony and they played, they paid extra for the sax because she just loves that smooth alto sound. She's such a bitch. I love it so much. Yeah. Robin definitely has a diabolical side. Yeah. And so I'm thinking one of two things for how she had all this shit ready to go. Either after she said that she got married, she prepped what she would say for all of these questions. Mm. Like, came up with it and sort of drilled herself on it, yeah. like, the night before. Or she's rattling off what she'd want her wedding to look like. Ooh. Which do you think it is? Is she diabolical or is she secretly romantic? I hope she's diabolical because Dusty Rose and Sienna is a horrible color combination. That's true. I'm actually just looking it up to see what it looks like. Oh, actually, it's like that, like, really classic, classy kind of look. Mm, well, with the azaleas, yeah. Oh, fuck. It would... All right, she's romantic. You think so? Yeah. Aww. It's, like, beautiful. She's just nailing it, answering question after question. And then Ted asks for the husband's name. <laughs> and she, like, her mouth just, like, gapes open. Like, she does not know what to say. It's the one thing she didn't expect. Uh-huh. And so an interesting piece about this is it was not in the original script. But they realized that it would be really great if she didn't know the name. Like, she had accounted for all these other details except the fake husband. Aha! Uh-huh. I love that. Mm-hmm. That she would have thought um, of all that other, all yeah. those other things that she might be asked about the wedding except for the guy. Exactly. Classic um, Robin. So Robin starts to get angry and starts mm-hmm. to lawyer Ted yeah. and eventually asks what database. And Ted starts giving this... Um, Long-winded response about his lunch, an apple brie panini, which sounds delicious. Yeah, it does. Eventually, he says the Canadian mall marriage 6,000 before (laughs) confessing, which is such, like, for a kid who grew up in, like, the 80s, 
Like, that's such a perfect name for a database. Right, yeah. So finally, Ted confesses that he told Marshall about it. Mm. <sighs> I would have been livid. He deserves every ounce of this. Absolutely. You know, he's supposed to be the one person that Robin can trust. And mm-hmm. like she says, it took you, what, five minutes to spill, like, her secret? Whether or not it was fake, it doesn't matter. She asked him not to say anything. And he did. He totally failed that test. And that's fucked up. I know. I feel like they act like they don't even know Robin for, for this first little bit of the episode. Like, yeah. you kind of see where the alliances still lie, friends-wise. Like, she's right. still kind of an outlier that they can all be like, ooh, let's investigate her life without her consent. You know? It's it's like she still isn't fully part of the group, and it seems like she feels that a little bit here, too. Oh, and the last line of the scene I just love. No wonder your fake husband moved to Hong Kong. He moved there for business. I wrote that down as like, you know, highlighted it as one of my favorite lines in the show. And they talk about that too in the commentary, how it was just such a like soap opera kind of answer and how it was just like so silly and great. And Ted's face is like confused at the end after she says he's kind of like. Right, because she she's like buying her own bullshit now. It's yeah. so great. Yep. Ooh. All right. So down at the bar, Barney comes storming in and confronts Marshall, who tries to pay, play dumb, but he looks terrified. Yep. And we find out that Barney knows Robin was never married, and the reason we know this is because of what we learned earlier, which is mm-hmm. Marshall and Lily tell each other everything, Every- even. Even when slaps are on the line and he's in bed with the slap bet commissioner. So we get this flashback to them in bed the night before and Lily finishes up telling her entire day to the point she put on her pajamas and got in bed. So cute. And Chris and I do that. We do like a rundown of our day. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what you gotta do. I like to know the details. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm always like, what'd you have for lunch? Yeah. How was it? Even though I made Chris's lunch, I'll still ask him how how was it today. Hey, how was lunch? Did you notice I put a plum in there? Did you eat the perfectly plum? Perfectly right. Did you eat it? Was did you it eat great? the plum? But di- but did you eat the plum? Was it did good, you- Christopher? <laughs> I wasn't sure what kind of yogurt to give you today, so I went with this. Was that okay? Because I've- I know I gave you blueberry, so I didn't want to give you blueberry yogurt. Chris, and I went with strawberry because it's very different. I will not be ignored. Tell me, or I will die of shame. <laughs> God, we're so did I, nuts. Did I slice the cucumbers thin enough for you? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Someone put us away. So Marshall tells her everything like they always do, even the fact that Robin isn't married. So he is, I guess, just totally in the routine of what they usually do, forgets that Lily is a slap bet commissioner and that she can't keep his secret the way Ted couldn't keep Robin's. Except she is bound by honor to not keep this secret. She's the slapback commissioner. Yeah, she has to say something. Ted, it was it was a moral dilemma in the opposite direction. He needed to keep it. Lily yeah. needs to say something. Barney's amped because this means he gets to invoke retribution on Marshall. And he says he's been practicing on a tree trunk. And I love even the way he walks up to Marshall. He's like, you got something to say to me? Like, he's like oh, so yeah. tough and like... Just so swaggy. Yeah. He, he can't wait for this. You can see that. Oh, Barney with the upper hand is like the most terrible thing. But these fools keep giving it to him over and over I again. Know. Lily sentences Marshall to three slaps. Ooh. Her own husband. One, because you lied. So how did he lie? 
He lied by not telling Barney? Yeah. Okay. So one, because he lied, and two, because Barney got prematurely slapped because they didn't have evidence. Right. He just, just slapped him. And I think that's actually pretty fair of her. I don't think she went easy on him. She did not. And that was what, like, shocked me. Right. Because she came up with that scoring on her own. That was, like, very, I feel like that was very yeah. diplomatic and fair of her. I would have Googled it. Like, how like to. Like, penalties in a slap belt. Yeah. A slap e- bet. Escalating penalties. Yeah. She did great. She's she's a diabolical person, too. So, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Marshall and Ted are just, like, very good-hearted people. And then Robin, Lily, and Barney all have this, like... Evil side. Evil side, which makes them perfect for this. Barney decides to take those three slaps and just hit them back to back. So he hits Marshall rapid fire. It's another amazing literal slapstick moment. He taunts Marshall, a la Hammond Druthers, (laughs) and asks him if he's going to cry. And Marshall's like, you're going to (laughs) cry. Poor little baby. (laughs) All right, everybody, I am so excited to introduce our guest today. She is also a big How I Met Your Mother fan, and she's the lady half of the podcast. Thank fucking God, it's Friday. Miss Katie Parker is with us today. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Katie. This is so exciting. Yeah, for sure. It's uh been a long time coming because I feel like I've been listening to your podcast for a while. <laughs> yeah, same. I know. Like I, I, I'm not sure how long have you guys been in the game? Since February. Yeah. So we we started around the same time. Yeah. And I think we've we've been fans of each other for a while. So this is awesome. I'm so glad yeah. that you get to be here for such a momentous occasion. <laughs> yes, my favorite episode for sure. Yay. All right. So I know we do have some crossover fans, but for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about TFGIF. Right. So it is a podcast where we primarily talk about 90s TV. We did just have our first episode about a 90s movie. We did The Mighty Ducks, and that will happen every about five episodes from now on. But our primary focus is still going to be TV because I'm a huge TV fan. I grew up with TV, and I just like remembering all of the shows that I watched. Yeah, and so it's like a play on TGIF, like the big fun Friday night. exactly, yeah. Everyone's So Friday night, TGIF, that was like where we were all the time. The yeah. whole two-hour block, you know, Full House and Boy Meets World mm. and Step by Step and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I loved it all. <laughs> God, I love that show. It's like, yeah, I it's still so watch good. it on Hulu, so. Oh, I watched so much of it when we were doing our episode. I think I even watched it for like another week after we did our Sabrina episode. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty great, so yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Will you be doing Clarissa? Have you done Clarissa yet? We haven't done Clarissa. <gasps> we will definitely be doing that. Yay! For sure. Like, that's for sure one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows. Oh, my God. I think I have, I think I own it on DVD. I had the board game. Oh, I didn't know there was a board game. Yeah, you, like, earned car keys, and when, like, you got all, or when you got a car key, you got to, like, get a car or something like that, because she was like, yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) So if you can track that down, it's a really fun game. Yeah, well, in a lot of our episodes, if there is a board game, we have talked about it. So we'll have to talk about that for sure. So in the spirit of How I Met Your Mother, tell us how you met your co-host, Drew, and how that happened. We met on a adult kickball league. Oh, <laughs> So nice. we both joined a team as individuals, and they paired us up on this team of ragtag Seattleites. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, we met that day and went to get beers with the rest of the team. And I asked him what he did. And he said that he was a teacher at the high school that I went to. Oh, wow. So we had kind of that connection at first. And then, yeah, we've been friends for about four years now. That's awesome. And how did you guys decide to do a podcast together? Well, my cousin does a podcast. She has one called Wines and Headlines. Oh, cool. And when she started that, I was like, oh, I guess this is something that just normal people do. And I love talking about the 90s. I love talking about TV. So I kind of coerced him into doing it with me. (laughs) Sometimes people just need a push to do the right thing in their life. So I get it. And it's a way for us to hang out all the time. So he comes over to record with me. That's awesome. What are some episodes that you've loved so far of your podcast that people should check out? My sister said that she really liked our Roseanne episode Mm. and Double Dare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the Double Dare one is pretty good because we do talk about the show a little bit more generally because it's hard to talk about the specific things that are happening on a Double Dare episode. Right. Um, So there were a lot of like memories and stuff in that one, which I liked. And I actually really liked our Mighty Ducks one that just came out. So cool. I loved the Double Double Dare episode because I loved hearing about um, like how Mark Summers got the role and like all of and it just seemed like they had a really good philosophy behind the show. Yeah. That you guys talked about, which was which was really cool. So everyone should definitely check out. I mean, all of the episodes, but (laughs) and you suggested one of the Double Dare episodes that we covered. Oh, my God. The Troopers. (laughs) And do you know what kind of or some of the shows or movies that you're going to be covering in the future just to give people a taste? So the next episode we'll be doing is Daria. (gasps) I know. (laughs) And that just got added to Hulu. So that makes it easy. Hell Yeah. (laughs) And my sister is going to be on for our Boy Meets World episode. So whenever we can coordinate with her on coming over. That's awesome. And, you know, other than that, I'm sure we'll do a lot of 90s sports movies because that's kind of Drew's thing, like Mm. The Sandlot. And I think there are a lot of movies that I haven't seen that he has. So we'll probably do some of that because I'm terrible about movies. I'm all about TV. Yeah. Well, that's you guys balance each other out. It's good. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why we're doing the movies thing now, too. So So he can have some say. I think he gets sick of me (laughs) saying I've never seen that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Let's talk about How I Met Your Mother since that's why we're here. Right. Um, How did you start watching How I Met Your Mother? How How did you find it? So I was at my parents' house during college. I think I had just like come home from the week for the weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, "We're watching How I Met Your Mother," and I was like, "Oh, this is some stupid CBS show, like See? Two and a Half Men." Yep, yep. Same thoughts. <laughs> so I was pretty hesitant to watch it, but he kind of rules the remote control, so I had to watch it. And it was the cupcake episode mm. from season one. Yeah. Yep. And I sat there and watched it and I was like, okay, this is good, but I can't let my dad know that I think it's good. (laughs) And I think as soon as I got home to college, I went and like found all of the episodes that I had missed and I ended up catching up so that I watched the season one finale when it Mm. aired. I was just obsessed for the whole rest of the run. Yeah. Yeah. Are you pro or anti-Victoria? I need to ask for Caitlin. (laughs) Oh man, that is a good question. It really varies. I'm probably Mm. anti-Victoria, especially with, I know you guys are spoiler free. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I won't, I won't elaborate. (laughs) So you're anti-Victoria 
yeah. now that you know all that you know. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's better than Caitlin just hating her face. <laughs> oh, no, I don't hate her face. <laughs> I liked her on that show that she did with the guy from Ed. Now I can't remember his name, but yeah. there was a movie um, called Snow where he plays Santa Claus. Oh. It was a, like an ABC family movie. <laughs> she was on a TV show, too, that I, oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but I think it was like. It was like in Miami. It was like a news show yeah, or something, um, right? Yeah, like Good Morning Miami. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I loved. I loved her on that. I loved that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So we'll put you down as in a pro-Victoria, pre-How I Met Your Mother, which is good. And then <laughs> an anti, so Caitlin will be happy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so what what do you love about How I Met Your Mother? What do you love about the show? Probably my favorite thing is that they do a lot of callbacks. So there's a lot of inside jokes throughout the whole series. And so it's something that you can watch if you don't know How I Met Your Mother. But if you do watch it, then there's things that you catch that other people might not. Kind of like with Arrested Development. Yeah. But in a bit more obvious way. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing about it. And I just think it's so funny. Such a great cast. Yeah, they have such good chemistry, and it just gets sure. better and better. Is yep. there is there one character that you really identify with? Robin. Yeah? I know, I, I think some, was it you or Caitlin, like, wasn't a Robin fan? Yeah, I, well, we both, um, we're going to have you rank the five uh, okay. in, a, in a moment, and both of us tend to put Robin toward the bottom. I mean, we still love her. Um, yeah, she's probably the one that... I just identify with, like, sometimes I feel like she's kind of an exaggerated version of me Mm. in certain ways. Like, when I watched the Halloween episode from season one where she's, like, hesitant about being in this relationship, and then she's like, I don't know what it's going to be like to feel like that. Like, that was like, yes, that's how I'm feeling, and that's how I've felt for a long time. And I think that was the first moment where I was like, yes, okay, Robin, I can totally get behind her. Yeah. And I mean, Caitlin and I put her at the bottom of our list, but Caitlin always identifies with her because she also has a black soul. So it's totally (laughs) fine. She's going to love how much shit I'm talking about her right now. (laughs) We would love you, like our other guests, to rank the five main characters. You can either go best to worst, worst to best. Either direction is fine. Just let us know which one. (laughs) (laughs) So at the top, definitely Robin. Robin is my number one. She's my girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, I'd probably have to say Marshall. Okay. I think that's... He's so funny. And he, like Robin, has a lot of, like, good comedic timing I think the way that his facial expressions play off when he's doing weird things like when he's this isn't a spoiler but when he's wearing that big tall uh Dr. Seuss hat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he like ducks through the door it's so good <laughs> I love the intervention episode it's so good um so pr- definitely I think Marshall's second and probably Barney third I kind of alternate between Barney and Ted hmm yeah so I think Barney has a lot of good moments. There's a lot of problematic stuff with him, obviously. But that's sure. kind of on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Ted, I definitely loved him in the first season when I watched it. But, you know, it gets old, especially in season three, I feel like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> and yeah, you're you're totally right. <laughs> and then Lily has to be at the bottom of my list. Really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I just can't identify with her, and yeah. I feel like she's not always the best friend. You're very right. I mean, we just uh, we just released Atlantic City. She's being a terrible friend. Yeah. You know, she drags all of her friends out of work and makes them, well, she's going to make them pay $5,000 to help her get married, <laughs> and then they just cancel it. So, I mean, she's, yeah, she's got, she's got impulse issues, I would say. Yeah, she, that's a good way to explain it. She has a drive behind her, mm-hmm. and once she has that going, it's hard to steer her off that course. Yeah, yeah, and that I think does she realizes almost... it later, but... Right. Yeah. But and yeah, so she likes to give advice, but sometimes she's still not (laughs) not the best friend. The last question I have for you, since this episode is all about slap bet. What is your legendary moment from the legendary episode slap bet? (laughs) Yes, my very favorite episode. So it's very hard to choose. Mm -hmm. I actually watched it last night and this morning trying to see if I was going to change my mind, but I have to go with the kind of obvious one, which is when they are all gathered around the computer and the music video is playing and Robin says, I was a teenage pop star in Canada, as if it's like something that is a part of her, but they have no idea. And everybody just turns and looks at her like, what? Oh my God, it's so good. (laughs) Like it's something that you would think maybe they had known, but the fact that they make Canada such a isolated place and such an enigma in a lot of ways <laughs> makes it just so funny. Well, I mean, the 90s, what was it? The 80s didn't get to Canada till like... 93. 93, so... <laughs> God, so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like... That is the the moment of the whole episode when everyone's like listening and they all turn their heads slowly at the same time and they can't believe it. So well written. Like. Yeah. She could have said so many different things. They could have put this episode around so many different things, but yeah. her being a teenage pop star in Canada, like it's so anti-Robin yes. that it's so perfect. Yes, she's come so, so far, and <laughs> she seems like just so hard, and all of a sudden you see her like in this freaking blonde wig and like bubblegum outfit, and it's just yeah. so different. jacket. Awesome. It's kind of hard to choose, but that's, I guess, the obvious one. I know, the whole episode's so tight. I love it so much. One of the times that I watched it, I wasn't even actually watching it. I was just listening to it and playing Candy Crush. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> That's all I need. I can picture it in my head while I'm playing Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Swarley's an episode, another episode I've watched so many times that I just needed to see, like, this first split second of a, of a scene, and I could, like, write out the whole, what the whole scene was, so... Yeah, I'm like that with friends. Oh, okay. Let's let's then let's talk about friends. Uh, There's (laughs) there's for some reason. I mean, I guess because they're kind of similar. There's like this huge civil war on Twitter about friends versus How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Which camp are you in, or do you do you abstain from the fight? I see them as pretty different. Yeah. But I watched Friends from the very beginning, which is kind of shocking because I was nine when it came out. Yeah. So I don't know why my parents were letting me watch it, mm-hmm. but I just love Friends so much. I owned every season as soon as it came out. I have seen every episode like 30 to 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, it's one of those shows I just have on in the background 
Yeah. So I'm I'm a friends person. Friends all, right. all the time. But yeah. hey, look, you enjoy both. I enjoy both. Yeah. We are showing the Twitter universe two people at a time that it's possible <laughs> to be fans of both shows. Yeah. And I do think that How I Met Your Mother is probably more relatable. Mm. I think Friends... Maybe also because I watched it as a kid and now being an adult, I'm like, this is not how life is. <laughs> right. I, I enjoy both of them. I like them both a lot. I think, and we've said it before, that How I Met Your Mother goes deeper and like darker than Friends ever was allowed to go. And I don't know if it's the, the, the times that they were taped in or what, but it just, How I Met Your Mother wasn't afraid to like really make you cry. But they do deal with things, but I think the way How I Met Your Mother did it probably was more in-depth, Yeah. whereas Friends was more surface level. Yeah, but they're both great shows, so everyone should just let people live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. This was amazing, and thank you yeah. so much for taking time to sit down with us today on a, on a lovely, beautiful Saturday. Why don't you let the folks know where they can find you guys on the internets? We are at TFGIF Podcast everywhere. So Instagram, Twitter. We have Facebook, but I don't really update it that much. It's kind of a lot to juggle three things. Yeah, same. So Twitter and Instagram are the main ones. Cool. Usually Twitter is the one that's always there. Popping <laughs> poppin off, yeah. Yeah, and I love the little Twitter community that we have. So Yay! Like all of the podcasters and like your, your fans have migrated to our show, which is awesome. I know. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> We really appreciate all of the support that you guys have given us. Hey, ditto, ditto. Everybody listening, go check out TFGIF. Check out the new episode. Check out the old episodes and get caught up and love them as much as you love us. <laughs> that would be very great. <laughs> Yay. Well, thanks, Katie. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Yeah, thank you. And um, thanks for sitting in on the slap bed episode. This was great. Of course. Yeah, thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Back in the apartment, Robin and Ted are, I don't know, they're not arguing, discussing, having yeah. you know, some discourse. Yeah, they've gotten to, they sort of settled down, because a lot of times, if if you haven't been in a, a long-term relationship yet, you have a blow-up, and then you talk it out, and you sort of walk things back and re-examine yeah. them. So they're, I mean, this is, this is they're being very mature about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They're being grown-ups. Yeah. Um, you know, Ted points out that you know his parents never talked to each other about anything and then they ended up getting a divorce and he is worried about that and doesn't want that to be his life right but she's and we've seen how different she's been yeah and she even says i've i've been more open with you than i've been with anybody Mm -hmm. and so it's it's like he's thrown all that effort out the window over this one little secret yeah and, and she says that it has nothing to do with like their relationship it's just hers and let mm. her keep this one thing that's her own yeah. and in the commentary they talk about this being like a perfect way to show their perception of relationships yeah Ted thinks you have to share everything whereas robin thinks that if she does this then she's just really going to lose herself to this relationship and she's not ready for that and i you had said mm. that earlier about like you know things being just your own yeah yeah, she's definitely much more about maintaining your your personhood in a relationship, and Ted just wants the two people to basically become one. Right. Like the Spice Girls would say. <laughs>
Lillian Marshall and Barney burst into the apartment <laughs> out of breath. Lillian Marshall look creeped out. Scared. Like they're like scared. Yeah. Nervous. Like they don't know what's going on. And I love watching them in the back of the scenes mm-hmm. because they are just, they're nervous. Yeah. They're terrified. They're not sure what's going to happen. Um, Barney shares that he got an interesting phone call today and that he knows Robin's secret. So this just happened. Like they were just yeah. down at the bar and a phone call must have come in. So mm-hmm. between the last time we saw them and now everything has changed. He calls her Robin Sparkles and Robin looks like she has seen a freaking ghost. She looks pale. And yeah. she's like, how do you know that name? <laughs> and I mean, they do a great job building this up because that really sounds like a porn name. It's a, it, this whole episode, like everything about it, it's just all such a perfect buildup. They're so good at misdirection. It's it's crazy. It's stupid. They really they really manipulate the shit out of us if we just let them. So yeah, I'm just like uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Take me on a ride. Yeah. So Barney tells everybody to gather round, and Ted at last tries to be a good boyfriend, but it's honestly too little, too late. They're Barney, too little, Barney's too late. like that's not gonna stop anything. I can no. just open this computer again. But Robin does seem happy that he at least tried. Also, another thing is that he said has a, a gentleman from Malaysia, which <laughs> when I think about like, I think about like old white dudes and pedophilia. And it's so he said that and I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because white American guys like to go and live in Southeast Asia and do not great things. So that's all you can think about is like this guy has some creepy, old school, weird porn problems. You know, Robin says that it's out there now and it can't say a secret. So might as well watch it. Yeah, because I mean, it's on MySpace, so it's going to be everywhere. Right. (laughs) MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yeah. Remember like. Oh, yeah. The duck lips. Or like the. Oh, my God. MySpace. From above. MySpace started Duck Lips for sure. Yeah. Wow. What a good time. So everyone but Barney in this scene is worried. So Marshall and Lily are worried because Barney is about to really have the upper hand. And Barney looks really excited. Yeah. Yeah. He's like very sure. Um, Robin's nervous because her secret's coming out. Ted's nervous because he might be dating a porn star that he didn't know was a porn star. And so that's like a whole thing that he's going to have to rectify. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably not in the most elegant way. Um, and we hear Robin give the the usual porn star disclaimer. You know, I was young. I didn't know any better. It started out as an innocent modeling job. Cue the video. Robin is in oh. a schoolgirl outfit. And she's got this big blonde hair. She also has a mole on her face. Yeah. She must have gotten that removed. And she's pleading with her teacher and saying, Lit. you know, she's sorry she was a bad girl and don't give her attention. And isn't there some way I can make it up to you? Like Ugh. total porn setup. Yeah. Like, and even it, on the commentary, they talk about the lighting and how oh, everything looks like a yeah, porn. Yeah, like sort of washed out. And yeah. it's just, I think it's ser- a serious commentary on how similar porn and pop. images of women, young women in pop music are. Like how sexualized yeah. young women are in pop music. Because Britney Spears, hello? Someone said... You won't hear me complain about that. Yeah, but but someone told... Some guy, it was a man, 
Oh, an older man. An a older man. man. Be her father. What was that guy's name? Lou Pearlman. Was Lou he? Lou Pearlman. Yeah. Fucking chode. <laughs> Fucking soft little chode. <laughs> Came up with the schoolgirl thing for Britney Spears, and yes, it worked. But that's because the sexualization of children or like, think of is a Christina thing. Aguilera. Yeah. Like genie in a bottle. Yeah. She's like, like 15. Woof. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually very gross. So Ted is like completely, his world is completely rocked. Barney is cocky as hell. Oh, it's already slap o'clock. Wax Marshall without anybody having even a second to say anything. And Robin is just so confused because she has been left out of this yeah. entire narrative. Like she She's has. Like, what the hell was yeah, that? She has no idea what anybody, what is happening at all between Marshall yeah. and Barney. Come to find out the boys had a bet. Yeah. Just like every late nineties, early two thousands yeah. teen romantic comedy. Uh, boys um, with the bet. Take off your glasses. You're beautiful. <laughs> stupid. Uh, so come, yeah. So stupid. The boys had a bet going that Robin either was married or she did porn. Mm-hmm. And then Robin says that she wishes she had done porn because somehow that would be less, less embarrassing. <laughs> and then, so then roll she hits, tape. She hits play. <sighs> and Robin, Robin Sparkles says, she is. I know. How about I sing, sing you a song? song. <laughs> and then she glides <laughs> off. <laughs> God damn it. It's so... Oh, like what can we even say? Like, let's talk about her outfit. Let's talk about the stonewashed denim. And okay, she talked about how it was a high waisted, tight denim skirt, and she could barely move in it. Oh my god! And then there was a tutu over it, right? Yeah, I love. Sometimes she had like black tights and like I think there was red heels. Oh, I love the hair was so big. Loved the hat on the back of the head for some of it. So eighties. So how did those right, hats very eighties, which we find out that apparently the eighties didn't get to Canada until ninety three. Like ninety three, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, which she, made that made me like I lost it when but, they said that detail. I mean, so finally Robin says it out loud. They're all watching this, and sort of just gagged, and then Robin says. I was a teenage pop star in Canada. So this wasn't just like a video that got made. She was a star. Face crack of the fucking century. And especially, I think, too, because if you think about like a pop star's personality, like especially in like the 80s, faux 80s, Mm -hmm. like bright and bubbly. And that is not the Robin we know. Right. She's very different from Robin Sparkles. Yes. So things changed for, for her to end up here. And it's like. The overcorrection, right? Like she's so, you can't even believe it's real because she's so different. And up until this point, if you haven't seen all of the trajectory of Robin's character, it doesn't make any sense. Like all you've seen is her be very serious, you know? Yeah. She's a gun nut. Uh, she's, you know, just very practical about life. And here she is very singing about. Very independent. Very, yeah. Um, very outside of, you know, the ideas of, like, a traditional woman. And then yeah. you see her as just this freaking bubblegum pop star dancing with, with a robot. The smile. The smiling. Yeah, Robin doesn't smile a whole lot unless she's on TV. Yeah. I said she is serving stonewashed denim, jelly bracelets, and choreography. So, Down. Okay, so I have so much to unpack. Yeah. What else you got? The video. Let, let's, let's keep it going. 
All right. So one thing I love is that one of the reasons she hates malls is because she had to sing this song all over Canada in malls for a year. Oh. And she lived off of Orange Julius's and, and Wetzel's, Wetzel's pretzels. Dude, and for those, for our listeners who are young, this is what 80s pop stars used to do, especially I can yeah. think of Tiffany, who yeah. filmed a video in a mall. So malls yeah. used to, are, we're, are, and we're even not the late like, 90s, yeah. like boy bands and girl, they were at malls, mall, not ever around by where we live. We yeah. didn't live anywhere cool enough. Right. But. but that was like malls were the center. We didn't have these like big sweeping plazas. Mm-hmm. All the stores were inside. Do you remember when sometimes they would do like the modeling shows at the yes. mall too? Oh yeah. And I mean, we see that like weird guy with the Gretzky haircut. Yeah. Who was like very good at doing the robot. So he is like the person to get I if knew you it. want it. There's something yeah, if about you're him. Looking for, yeah, if you're looking for someone to do the robot, this is the guy you go to. He is like the I knew it. guy for I mean he was great. Watch the video, friends, right. and really keep an eye he on it. He is a robot. Also, <laughs> the the guys in the band. Yeah. Are all the crew members from the show. Oh my God. Yeah. Robin says she's like, well, Colby uh, Smulders. She's like, I demanded that my crew be in the band. That's so, so cool. Like, the creepy, like, what's it, what is it? The key tar? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like the synthesizer. I thought he was just like a creepy extra or something. Like, oh he's a God. crew member I love living it. his best life. I love yeah. it so much. That makes it so much better. Right? Um, and, okay. Here's something also makes it really good is it robin's body rolls because that was her favorite dance move it was amazing let's go to the mall let's <laughs> go to the mall Uh-oh. she said she oh yeah i love your voice she had <laughs> hadn't realized how out of shape she was um and then she almost died the first day of rehearsing oh my god and they did um about 40 run-throughs oh well that's all yeah that's a lot the the choreographer for this a lot of a couple things about her choreographer is the same one who did Marshall's dance in OK Awesome. Oh, cool. Who played Barney's cousin, Leslie, <gasps> in OK Awesome. Whoa! Who was Courtney Kang's cousin. Whoa! Who choreographed a dance just like the one Robin Sparkles did for a family reunion in the 80s or 90s. Oh, my God. Right? Leslie has and so many layers. They also wanted to have an animated cartoon come out, like um, oh, like Paula, Paula Abdul. Abdul, yeah, yeah, opposites attract. Oh my god! Um, but they they didn't have the budget for it, but they did have the robot, which was pretty exciting. Yeah, that is um, so cool. Yeah, and, and so another interesting thing is that they had the idea of Robin being a pop star for a while, but couldn't figure out how to get her there. Mm. Um, I kind of talked about that in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um. So they had this one idea where. Robin Sparkles was one half of a duo and the partner came back and found Robin because she wanted her to revive her career. Hmm. Um, but instead what they decided was to go with a simple story about relationships. I love that idea. And then have this like big reveal. That's really interesting about a, a duo. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Pretty interesting. Isn't that? Hmm. Oh, they just talked about like throughout the video, you know, at the end when she's like laughing into the camera and like kissing and like, they were talking about how that was such an 80s thing to do so, as well. well and, and, like, doing, like, the like group. Like, celebrating being in the video. And then, like, yes, yes. And, like, <laughs> the group sing on, like, the one microphone. Just, like, having yeah. such a blast. It was probably, everyone was probably on so much fucking coke, honestly. Like, that was having a blast. probably what it was. They probably were yeah. having a full blast, blasting <laughs> cocaine up their nose. And, I mean, we can't get out of this without talking about 
I want to rock your body till Canada Day. <laughs> she loved when the flag came out and she did like the body That roll. is the, f- I mean. Robin said that was her favorite part of the entire video. Like she loved that dance move, but then seeing it come together. Oh yeah. And I'm, I mean, that's like one of the most jiffable moments of this whole show. Oh. And it was just Canada Day recently and Kobe Smulders posted it on Twitter. So. There you go. I love that the viewing is split in half, so you can see them like they view it for the first time, and then when they Mm -hmm. cut back from the from black, they all have beers. So they've clearly been like watching it for a while because they're like learning the lyrics and they're picking up on like the little nuances. And poor Robin, (laughs) she gives us like taking a break from one is the first of many 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 viewings. viewings. (laughs) Oh yeah, so Marshall notices that. This isn't porn. They were all so caught up in the surprise that they all forgot that Barney fucked up. Lily, being the diabolical slapback commissioner genius that she is, gives Barney the choice. Barney can either get 10 slaps right now or five slaps from here to eternity. Evil. This tells you a lot about people's personalities, which they would take. Absolutely. Which would you take? I would rather have 10. In a row? Get it over with, done. I don't want that hanging over my head. Mm. What would you do? I would do five, but not because it was fewer. I would do five because it would be exciting for all of my friends. You're a martyr. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, it's fun for me, too. Like, that's a cool that's a cool thing to have in your life. I guess it's kind of like Ted being like, See, I want this story to be great. Oh, it would be terrifying. I'd be scared every time I was around that person, but it's like... Yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. (laughs) That's true. Barney is very short-sighted and decides to go with five because it's fewer slaps, but almost as immediately he realizes it was a bad decision because every move Marshall makes, he starts flinching. Yeah, he jumps. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so great. And so they keep ragging on her all over the place, and, you know, there's like a, a poignant little moment where Ted and Robin talk to each other and... He apologizes, and she decides that she's okay with it, that he's the right guy um, to have found this out first, and that they know more about each other. What is there to say? The video is unbelievable. Every frame is so 80s. Like I said, the weird-looking band, the dude doing the robot. Yeah. Um, And you could just... It's it's very similar to the Barney reveal. Like you just don't ever think that they. Oh yeah, it's so different. You don't think they would have it in them, you know? Yeah. And you can kind of tell from like, like what we saw of Lily. We've seen a little bit of Marshall and Lily, and have we seen Young Ted yet? Not yet. But you can kind of tell that they're they've always kind of been the same kind of person, you know? Like they might have been gone through like phases, but Robin and Barney both kind of bear the mark of having gone through some shit you know they're very closed off and very independent and so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that they would have this like crazy different past that they're just hiding and sort of stuffing way down robin sparkles holy shit let's hope this isn't the last we see of her i think probably one of my favorite parts of this episode at the end of the episode other than robin sparkles is when Marshall just turns and slaps the shit out of Barney. Oh, yeah. That's one. It's a great device, right? Because it makes you want to watch the show because you're like, when is the next slap going to happen? When is is Barney going to do something so bad that Marshall is willing to spend a slap? Because you know Marshall is not going to take it lightly. 
No. And five isn't I mean, a lot for all that Barney it's not, does. And it's a gift that he even has the opportunity. Yes. So it's not a fr- it's not it's like not a free gift to Marshall either. So there's like there's high stakes. What is he going to spend it on? And Barney gets slapped. I mean, the stakes are there. Oh my god. Do we even need to say what we think about this episode? I feel like we've been just gushing about it this I whole think time. We've been just gushing about it the entire time. Like uh, it'd be silly if we did. I think we should just go straight to everybody else's legendary moments because I have a feeling everyone's going to say... Nothing's going to be new. Basically all of them. And then you and I can talk about the more teeny things that we that we liked. Yeah. Our first one comes from Eric. He is our friend from Twitter, uh, Skater Supreme. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, ladies, I wanted to put my two cents in for this one. Off the bat, at the beginning, when Robin has something against the seven dwarves for what she perceives for logical reasons, <laughs> I totally relate to her since I have qualms in many shows and movies for glaring things that just bug you for some reason. Yeah, including this Erica, show for me. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I would love to hear some of your other ones. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Lily's transition to, oh, that's immature, to, ooh, what are my powers, when she gets to be slapback commissioner. <laughs> then, when Barney confronts them, on that Marshall found out that Robin wasn't married and she stuck to her role as slapback commissioner and got Marshall slapped three times. Then shortly later, when the exact same thing backfires on Barney, convincing everyone that Robin did porn. This is my moment. LOL. Mm-hmm. Y'all are awesome, and I really hope this makes it into the podcast. I'll do the second half of my review on iTunes very shortly. Aww. Thanks, Eric. You're the best. Thank you. You're so kind and sweet. Thank you so much for sending it in. Of course we're going to read it. Oh, heck yeah. All right, the next one comes via email from Shelby. And guys, send us a legendary moment anytime to our email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it like we're reading these now. So Shelby says, hi, ladies. My legendary moment is the fact that they all watch the Robin Sparkles video because it's been uploaded to MySpace. And that no one goes, wait, you can't put porn on MySpace? (laughs) It's true. No one That's found true. that hole. Um, Damn. And, I never thought about it. Yeah. And then she says, also, I think it is interesting that Ted's list of big deal find outs are all silly. Whereas every single woman I know is like, murder. What if I find out there are heads somewhere? <laughs> so he's like, oh, maybe she was a dude, which is stupid. Because that's, like, yeah. the worst. But women are oh. just always worried that the man they're with is a murderer, apparently. So. Yeah, like that Secret quote, like- murder. Men are worried women will laugh at them. Women are worried men will kill yeah. them. Yeah, Margaret Atwood. True. Yeah, thank you. Yes, couldn't remember who it was. True facts. We have a new legendary moment from Lucas. He sent us an email and writes that, obviously this is an iconic episode with a bunch of great moments, but I think one of the best lines is when they're sitting in the booth and Barney goes, our friend Robin used to do porn, wait for it, Photography. And Ted responds with, yeah, we didn't really need to wait for that. <laughs> so <laughs> That good. is definitely a moment that makes me laugh out loud every time. Oh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Lucas. Please send us another one yeah. for next week. Yeah. Single stamina. Lucas uh, is friends with us on Twitter, too. So welcome to the hashtag HB family, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Dan on Twitter. And uh, Dan says... I'm going to jump the gun here on slap bet so I don't forget. So this is, he sent this earlier with his Atlantic city one. The reveal of let's go to the mall is my legendary moment, not only for this episode or season, but for the whole series. Whoa. 
He says it was so well executed. The video was perfectly late 80s and Robin was fire emoji. And I love the slow reveal of Robin's past from here. And the slowness of the reveal is sort of character development in itself. Robin isn't someone who opens up quickly. Yeah, she's always going to make you work for it. So true, Dan. Yeah. Our listeners are so damn insightful. I love it so much. I know. I know. Love it. Our friend Ronnie is back with an email, and Ronnie writes that, you know, sorry she's been MIA since her last email months ago. No sweat. That's all right. No sweat. There's no, no sweat. We'll be Glad here. to have you back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, she writes that the Slap Bet episode is her favorite. Not only does she watch How I Met Your Mother like Ted watches Star Wars, she always starts with this episode. Aww. Any episode where Robin is doing her thing, I absolutely love. My legendary moments are the actual video and the hesitant high five <laughs> moment. Where Marshall goes for the high five and Robin gives him the staying face and slow high five as if she didn't want to. Classic shade. I love it. I love the song. It was my ringtone for a little bit. I just love this episode. Until next time, my peeps, keep being awesome. Thanks, Ronnie. So our next yeah. one is from our buddy in South Africa, Tanya. Tanya. Yay! And Tanya says, my legendary moment for this episode is me the first time I saw Robin sparkles and lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Sparkles reveal was so funny, but also just nostalgia heaven. I was a preteen in the late 80s and spent hours bedazzling my jean jacket. Yes. Yay. So that I can look like Debbie Gibson in her electric youth music video. Totally. Yeah, this was very like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany combined. Yeah. Um, yep. Everything about Robin Sparkles is so spectacular. Those footless leggings, the hair. Yep. Oh, my word. I'm losing my mind again. <laughs> I love this episode so much that it's impossible to properly put it into words. Ta-ta for now. Lots of love, Tanya. Great legendary moment. Yeah, thanks, Tanya. Our next legendary moment comes from Becca. And Becca writes, hey, guys, I've just finished rewatching Him Yum for like the seventh time. Mm, feel wow. ya. We feel ya. And yep. And finding your podcast has made it even better. You guys are charming and insightful. Aww. Caitlin. And I look forward to new podcasts each week. Oh, thanks, Becca. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. My legendary moment for Slap Bat came down to two moments. Barney saying, look at the size of your hands. And Marshall responding with, what did you expect? You've seen my penis. <laughs> Love that line. And of course, the first ever slap. I think my legendary moment has to be the first slap, though. I love how casually Marshall does it and that it's the only backhanded slap of them all. Mm. Very good one. Thanks, Becca. Appreciate Thank it. You. I think yeah. this is the same Becca that left us that nice review. So I think so. As Becca well. is doing everything right this week. Good job, girl. Yes. Be like Becca. Be like Becca. Leave us a review on iTunes and send us a legendary moment. Or you can leave us a message on our answering machine. And it looks. Oh, I think it's blinking. Yes, it looks like we have one message. And I think we know who it's from. Hey, ladies, it's Miranda. So slap it. This is my favorite episode out of the entire series so much so that i have had to buy a second dvd set just to replace the disc because i've scratched it up too much watching it i even liked lily in this episode when she gets to be slapback commissioner and she has to do something that she doesn't want to do which is tell on marshall it was beautiful i love the entire thing but my legendary moment besides being the whole show because i love this entire episode is i love the music video itself if anyone 
wants to see it, the DVD commentary or the DVD extras, they have the entire music video. It is beautiful. I thought it was beautifully shot. I love the fact that they shot it so well. The, they got the mall correctly for the 80s slash 90s mall. Even the robot. So that is my legendary moment. I'm glad everyone got to finally see my favorite episode. And I hope you all have a sparkles day. A sparkles day. Aww. Yay, Miranda. Thank you for leaving you us are. a message. So, all right. After hearing all of those legendary moments, was there anything in the show that you want to shout out before we end? Because we all know the legendary moment is the is the reveal. Like that's like yeah. the climax, and it's one that it kind of stands for itself, right? But is there are yeah, there absolutely. any other little nuggets that that uh, people missed or that you'd like no, to call uh, out? We, I think I brought up everything. Oh, there's. Um, Two things that I had read about trivia kind of things that I thought was interesting. This one was meh. But um, in game night, when they talk about how, you know, not every secret was told that night. Ooh, this is the secret? The camera goes to Robin. Yeah, it kind of foreshadows this episode. And also, it's another video with a reveal. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, but I thought this was kind of funny. Um, Robin gives a look where she bites her lower lip and shyly looks away and thrusts her chest out. Like the one Ted describes in Swarley. Oh my god! Did they talk about that on the DVD? Or did, was that, did you notice that? I noticed oh my that. Gosh. I read, read it and then when I, I saw it when I was watching it again. So true. That's where she perfected yeah. it as a teenage yeah. pop star in Canada. The legendary moment, the very specific moment that no one called out directly, Robin's body rolls. Oh, yeah. Like, during the Canada Day segment, but then also at the end with the, let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. Uh -uh." Like, (laughs) just perfection. I love the flying away at the end, too. Oh, my God. With the one leg up. The 80s abused green screens. (gasps) Abused them. Wouldn't you have, too? Yes. Obviously. (laughs) Well, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for Single Stamina. Make sure to send us your legendary moment for this uh, for Single Stamina to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook at heybeautifulpod. We post new recaps every week, so just about every week. I mean, it's summer, guys. Yeah. we got a lot yeah, going man. on. So, <laughs> cut, us, cut us a slack. You always do. Cut us a break. Us God, <laughs> these fans are so demanding. Run. Just kidding. You guys have never been rude about it, and we oh, love yeah. you so Thank much. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It just, life gets crazy sometimes. Yeah, dude. So, thank you. Um, but be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. That way you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah. And please keep leaving us the reviews on iTunes. It helps yes. people like you find us and join our hashtag KBeautifulFamily. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music was by Owl All. <laughs>